It's time for Crack the Customer Code, the ultimate podcast to help you unlock the secrets to understanding and connecting with your customers. Now, it's time for your hosts, the wonder twins of customer experience, Adam Toporek and Jeannie Walters. We are recording, Jeannie. How exciting. Okay, Jeannie, welcome to Bourbon Summit number two. Uh, Bourbon Summit number one did or did not go well for me, depending on your perspective. That's how you got into this mess. (laughs) (laughs) So what is a Bourbon Summit and why are we destroying our reputations today? Uh, Let's talk about that a little bit. So we have decided that one of the comments we get the most on the podcast is that people like the banter and like when we talk about personal stuff and have fun and all that kind of stuff. We thought our customer experience and customer service wisdom was the draw. Apparently, no, it's when we mess around and don't do anything productive (laughs) that people want to hear from us. So I don't know how to take that exactly, but what we decided was in honor of the story that many of you know where uh, Jeannie, I turned Jeannie onto bourbon, and in return, she used that bourbon (laughs) to uh, hoodwink me into starting a podcast. And by hoodwink, he means just ask him. Just ask me and me say yes, because <laughs> I'm a sucker. Um, we've decided that once a quarter, unless we get hate mail, and even then we may still, we're going to do a bourbon summit, which means we're going to have a glass of bourbon each. And by glass, I mean small sip, because I still have work to do. And we're going to talk about the bourbon, and we're going to talk about uh, other things, may or may not hit customer experience. <laughs> and uh, we'll, Let's see what happens. Yeah, do it. We figured four times a year we could have an episode where we just sort of hang out with y'all, hang out with each other, and uh, chill. So, Jeannie, what bourbon are you drinking this fine day. (laughs) So this is a little bit, see, we're already getting to customer experience. This is how (laughs) embedded it is in our lives. So almost two years ago now, I went on the bourbon trail in Kentucky with some friends and visited a bunch of distilleries. And one of the ones that we visited, which I'm sure if anybody's been there, it's one of the major ones, Maker's Mark. And we were a special group because we had somebody special in our group. And that was me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But I had signed up for their ambassador program beforehand. So I'd been part of that for about a year. So the chief distiller actually took us around on tour, which was pretty awesome. We had a private tasting. And one of the ones that I discovered while I was there, which I I don't know if you can get it outside of the distillery, is their cask strength maker's mark. So it looks a little bit like maker's mark, but it's very... um, it's stronger, so you have to be a little more careful, but it's also smoother and just a really good Oh, nice what's the, what is the proof? Uh, let's see. Where do I find that? Oh, so it's, I think my friend is, I think I've had this before. It's, uh, <laughs> it's 111.6 proof. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so I will not be operating heavy machinery. <laughs> yes, we did this on an evening where the uh, genie does not have four different uh, types of soccer practice to drive. That's through. right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing on the agenda tonight. So, so have you poured your glass yet? I have, and I put a bunch of ice in it. Did you have the? I don't see. I just have the cubes. I actually prefer the cubes sometimes, and I probably would prefer them this evening because they melt in faster. I have That's the right. very fancy little ice ball thingy. That is that um, is pretty fancy. Now the only it's real fancy because it's like uh, 
$2 thing you can uh, buy at Target. So yeah, uh, <laughs> fancy is what I would say. Uh, so what kind do you have? So I, my wife went and bought Knob Creek Single Barrel Reserve, small Ooh. batch, aged nine years. Nice. 120 proof. So we're going to go very light. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I have a bunch of ice in mine because I wanted to chill yes. it out a little bit. And um, hmm. well, why don't you talk while I figure out how to open <laughs> this? I've obviously, see, I am truly an innocent person because I obviously don't know how to open a bottle of bourbon. Right. That's what everybody says about you. Um, <laughs> so going back to the experience of Maker's Mark, I got to do something really cool there. And that was dip my own bottle into the red wax. They do that. They do that. And I think it's such a great example because if anybody knows the Maker's Mark bottle, it's so iconic with the red wax on top. And if you're there and you're in the store, you can buy a bottle and then go uh, they have a bunch of dipping stations and they teach you how to do it and how to twist it and pull it up and take pictures and you get to wear gloves and it's awesome. So it's just a great example of something that is part of their brand and that people know and that then you are able to kind of participate as a customer. It's pretty cool. See, that also- is cool. So my friend, I believe, where is he doing it? I think it's at Makers. Uh, he's very into this stuff. Uh, he is having... A barrel. Oh yeah, I've not done for him. Like it's that's on a, right. Yeah, like uh, it's. I think he's a few years into it already. Sorry, I had to. Uh, that is the tightest cork I've ever seen <laughs> in a bottle of anything. I now have carpal tunnel. Oh boy, did you get it open? I did. And, okay. Good. Um, so first of all, cheers to cheers. Uh, four thousand episodes or something. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Ooh, mine hasn't melted in yet. Mm. <laughs> So let me tell you a story I have, because I, did you read my blog post this morning, Janie? Uh, I can't say that I did. You know why? Because I was busy on a webinar with you. <laughs> yes, that is true. This has been a quite, this is my third like presentation interview thing today. <laughs> so I had an interview at 8 a.m. from England, then I had the webinar with you, and now You're here Urban Summit number two. <laughs> um so anyways, I, had, I was in Detroit a couple of days ago, Friday, and my friend, I guess this was Saturday, took me to the original Shinola store. Oh. Do you know anything about Shinola? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, I didn't actually know much. I bought a Shinola watch a couple of months ago, uh, but I just didn't know a whole lot about the brand. That's very interesting. So I wrote a blog post about the Shinola experience, the rebirth of retail, some stuff we've talked about on the podcast. Well, here's what was cool. They had these like little linen notebook things and Renee loves those. Mm-hmm. So we had to go, I had to go to the airport. His son had to go to hockey. I was like, Hey, what's it take to get this thing monogrammed? I figured be like, Oh, we'll ship it to you or whatever. She's like 38 seconds. Oh my gosh. I'm like, really? So like, you're not kidding. She's like, not really. Wow. Take, I give her the initials. She takes it literally in, truly literally about a minute I get back the book monogrammed and I have a personalized gift to take home to Renee. Oh, that's awesome. How do they monogram it that quick? They have a whole little setup and I took pictures of the store, but I think I didn't take a picture of that setup. They literally have like a little machine. She walked, it's in glass. You can see them do it. Oh, that's awesome. It's so cool. And it's like the whole, uh, and the funny part, I even left this out of the blog post, you know, they got the espresso bar, Mm -hmm. you got all this experiential, this, you know, Mm -hmm. 
an experience, right? Everything we've talked about with retail. That's very cool. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think the whole idea of like the one or two places that provide that experience around a brand can be really special and unique and kind of exclusive feeling. And, you know, the maker's mark thing, obviously that's not going to happen anywhere except the distillery, right? It's not like you're going to go into a regular liquor store and be like, I'd like to dip my own bottle. It's not going to work. <laughs> you can say um, that, but they're not going to serve you anything. <laughs> but uh, in uh, Nashville, there's Google clusters. And if you go into that store, they make all these specialized versions of the candy that you can only get there but it's similar to what you're talking about where there's glass and you can kind of see them doing it as they're doing it which is pretty neat and you can instead of just getting the regular goo goo clusters you can get whatever they're making that day which is pretty awesome i don't so, know what a goo goo cluster is but i get the point wow okay anybody in nashville <laughs> <laughs> sorry i love nashville uh, i have no idea what is a goo goo cluster like is that something outside of nashville people know uh, yeah, I think they sell them. I mean, they sell them in a few different places, but they're definitely like a hometown they? candy. They're these like big cluster candies. Oh, wow. Uh, they have <laughs> like, helpful. I mean, they're almost like a big turtle. You know what a turtle is or a oh, yeah, yeah, pixie like a, gotcha. okay. in Fannie Mae language up here in Chicago. But, um, I don't know what that is. I know what a turtle is though. Yes. Well, pixie it's got the caramel like, and the nuts and the chocolate yeah. shell. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of like that. But okay. they, and I'm probably not doing it justice because I've only had like three in my life. So if that, so I don't know exactly what's in them, but they're kind of known for it. And so their main store there right in downtown Nashville is a little bit of an experience and you can get all these different kind of things that you can't get anywhere else. So there's one here. So I went to a conference. Oh, I can't remember which one it was here in Orlando. And it was one of those, you know, they're, they're all. So one of the funny things for our listeners is, I'm in the second biggest conference city in America, and you would think it's an advantage, but I live so far away from where all the hotels are <laughs> and the conferences is that if I go to a conference for more than a day, I end up having to stay at the hotel anyways. Um, so I ended up staying down there and getting a, um, it's like, like ridiculously high-end marshmallows. I never would have paid for it except I wanted a gift for Renee, and she likes it. So. I bought it. Turns out the place is like a few miles from my house and you can like go in there and make marshmallows. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. So we're going to supposed to go do it with some neighbors or something, but you know, that's another like yep. experiential thing. And they're way overpriced for marshmallows. They're like mm -hmm. ridiculous. Right. Um, but that's, and that was actually one of the things I put in the blog post that uh, three things I learned from Shinola. And one of them was just high margins, low footprint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. High, yeah. Large, high margins, small footprint. For sure. For yeah. sure. So that won't be every model, but I think that will be one of the big trend lines we see mm -hmm. in retail. And I think the, you know, the master of this is Disney, of course. And uh, when I was down there over the holidays with the kids, they had set up in that uh, Disney Springs, downtown Disney area. There was a pop-up store for a video game that was being released in January. Okay. And there was a line of people just who would get like 15, 10, 15 minutes to play on one of the video game stations. So it was brilliant. I mean, we ended up pre-ordering it, of course, because the kids <laughs> stood in line and then the lines were too long. So they said, well, text you. It was super easy. But I was thinking about that later and I was like, they basically got to play a, a game that they're going to receive and play 
And, you know, like it was just, it was all about that experience of being at Disney, playing a Disney center game in that moment in time at this pop-up store. And so I thought well, that was, it was also uh, limited supply right. technique, right? Like right. here's a little taste. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And it was funny to watch because they had like different uh, types of video game systems set up. So it was really clever the way they did it because they had kind of, if you had a PlayStation, they had a, the PlayStation one. If you had an Xbox, they had that one. And so you could That's see cool. all the people kind of, uh, vying for the ones that they had at home so they could get familiar with it. But yeah. it's such a simple thing. Oh, they're so creative at Disney. I know. That yeah. is sort of their thing, so, you know. That's true, but what are you going to do? How's your bourbon? <laughs> My bourbon is good. How about yours? It's delicious. Starting to melt in a little. I, I probably should have used the cubes for this one. It's a little strong. Mm. Would have melted in a little faster because we don't want to drag this on for too long. <laughs> I will say it's warming me up on this cold day. <laughs> so. It's actually a little cool here. Fortunately, I'm happy about that because it it's been 89. Like I went running the other mm. day, it was like summer. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> Come on. I, I like seasons. I'm not one of the people that like came to Florida. I came to Florida for business. I did not come here because I don't like cold. Yeah. So yeah, that puts well, me I've been in. thinking about it. So <laughs> maybe maybe I'll just show up. Yeah. Even Detroit was like nice. Uh, I mean, it was like 20s one night. That was pretty cold. But yeah, like when it was in the 30s or 40s, I didn't mind it. Yeah. As long as there's sun, it's much better if there's sunshine. And if it's above freezing and there's sunshine, that's yeah. a beautiful day here in Chicago. <laughs> in Chicago right? <laughs> <laughs> Not here, unfortunately. <laughs> so what have been some of your favorite things about doing the podcast? Here we go. Oh Boom. My gosh. Favorite things. Besides the time spent with Eugenie, I, I, I know you're angling for a compliment, so <laughs> I will just give it right up front. That's a good answer. You can end there. Okay. We're done. <laughs> no, Drop go the ahead. mic. Drop the bourbon ball. <laughs> uh, definitely the conversations with guests are always fun. I mean, they're a lot more work. That's, uh, by the way, that's the secret, everyone. Uh, a guest episode, just to let you know, uh, not complaining, just as I think people like behind the scenes sometimes, a guest episode is probably five to seven times the amount of work that a non-guest episode is. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of operational and uh, preparation and communication and all of that around a guest episode. Nonetheless, it's worth it because we've had such fascinating discussions. And then yeah. I, th yeah, I think the other thing is, I mean, there's more than one, you know, a few things, but the other big thing is when we do get feedback and we need more feedback y'all, but when we do get it, it's really rewarding. Cause I mean, yeah. the, the, the people that we hear from really enjoy, uh, I don't know if they're going to enjoy the bourbon summit. We're going to find out this is an experiment. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, but they really enjoy, you know, the show and the discussion mm -hmm. and all that. So that, that's awesome. How about you? Yeah, I would echo that. I think the, um, the best episodes, the ones I walk away from and I feel like, wow, that was super cool, was either something that I've never really thought of um, that we're introduced to. And I think that's always interesting because there's a lot of overlap in what, you know, customer experience, customer service people say, but at the same time, there's all this innovation right now. And so I'm really excited about that. And I also love the... Um, the ways that things intersect with customer experience in ways that are just different and fun and like great examples that maybe we wouldn't have heard of if we hadn't been doing the research for the podcast or been 
researching a guest or having a guest on or all those different things. So I love kind of how it keeps us with our finger on the pulse of everything moving forward. Um, and I've gotten to know a little bit about bourbon. <laughs> so that, there's that. Is there anything else that really matters, Jeannie? <laughs> I mean, honestly, let's just be, let's be blunt here. Is there anything else that matters? Well, yes, but okay. <laughs> no, it's been fun. And I think that to your point about feedback too, like I'm always, I'm always amazed because we don't really spend a lot of time worrying about our numbers. Like we, you and I do this and we kind of just do it because we love it and we get certain feedback. And I'm always amazed when I hear from somebody who I'm like, you listen, what? Right. <laughs> like, they come up and talk about a recent episode at a conference or something. And I'm like, what is happening? Um, that's pretty cool when you realize that maybe the reach is going to the people who really do. They're geeking out about this just like we are. And that's pretty cool that we have this little community. It could just be you're a rock star, Janie. Well, that too, of I course. Mean, let, let's be blunt. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something I was thinking about. Fragmentation of media. Wow. Now, okay. Uh, let's, let's. I'll let's, take a left turn with Adam. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Here's the thing. So I was, only because I was thinking about it this morning. So we won't get into the political side and the societal side, but obviously the trend line is we're all going to have even more so than now the next five to ten years. You know, like I'm crew Hulu. I'm crew Netflix. I'm crew Netflix Hulu HBO. I'm crew mm -hmm. ESPN Netflix Amazon. Right. We're we're all going to have these little pockets of media that control our insights and inputs and all of this. And it's obviously, I like to be positive. I don't see any way to spin it as a positive for society. Uh, mm -hmm. Really, there's just, <laughs> if you have a positive spin, let me know on that. But what's interesting is, how do you think this is going to affect customer experience? How is it going to affect uh, how we relate to customers, how we treat customers on social media. Is it going to have any impact or are you just going to assume things are shared because of Instagram and YouTube and the things, ironically, the free things that will maybe keep us together more uh, or not? So I, I don't know that I have an answer. It's just a question that was sort of floating around my head today. Yeah, it's a big question. And I think it's, uh... yeah, I don't know. I I have struggled with this in some ways because what if we what if we don't really relate at all to what the kind of information that we're getting what if we we don't make those connections with our customers i'm not sure i also think there's the positive to this is that because the the communities are getting stronger in some ways they're getting more intimate like people can reach out and talk to their favorite youtube celebrity you know like that's not how you and I grew up with media. Um, because of that and because they can also turn to peers more easily, maybe there's a kind of democracy of experience too, where if somebody says, this company stinks, like the community might stand up and say, actually, it looks like what happened is this. Have you tried this? And we're already seeing some of that. So that could be a good thing for customer experience, but I, I don't know. I mean, there, there will be trolls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I meant more like just the, the way people think as a result mm -hmm. of a more narrow set of inputs on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. We, we actually talked about that on the webinar today a little bit in response to a question, that idea of the communities and 
you know, what is the role of a brand in there? And I think uh, the narrow casting, for lack of a better word, could be good there, to your point. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder, and I don't know that, I, like I said, I don't think I have an answer. I just wonder what the impact might be 10 years from now. Right. When, you know, <laughs> no one, yeah. no one is watching the same channels, right? You're like, right. oh, I, I didn't, the war, okay, the, and uh, this, this is really sad. So just to let you know, we're probably, this is probably about a month out that we're recording this year. Uh, and uh, Luke Perry just died. Mm-hmm. Of not, and remember what a shared thing 90210 was, Beverly Hills 90210, sorry for you millennials. Uh, like that was like the water cooler, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. that was like, everyone shared it and we, you know, we were already becoming fragmented when that happened. Right. I guess in the nineties, I mean, it was, this is like the stuff we grew up like, you know, who shot Jr. Dallas. Right. That was the whole world. Yeah. Right? yeah. Everyone shared that together. Yeah. There's a lot of bad things that were, you know, happening at that time as well that have gotten better. But on this side of it, the, yeah, it's very interesting. Like, I, I don't, how many, there there are no more Beverly Hills 90210s. I mean, American Idol might be the last, the, the first, yeah. you know, the first original seasons of that might be the last, like, mass shared experience yeah. we had in America. I'm trying to think of something. Media-wise, yeah. Yeah, media-wise, yeah. of course. I mean, I'm I, trying to think of something that was that, I don't mean, you know, like a 9-11 or something. Right. Or, uh, but, yeah, as far as just media or show or entertainment, um. No, I, wonder, I agree. Is there, is there anything since then? I can't remember. I, can't really I, I, I don't know. And I, I've shared before, like as a parent, it's pretty surreal to hear about, you know, the on the news or something, we'll have it on in the car and they'll say, so-and-so is now the first, you know, <laughs> billionaire on YouTube or something. And it's some name I've never heard of. I have no idea who it is. And my <laughs> kids are like, oh yeah, of course it is, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like they're living in this, in this media space that we don't even know about. And we don't even see like a blip on our radar about unless you're really focused on it. So it is very, very different. And, you know, I don't know what that's going to hold for the future. I think it's going to be. <laughs> well, part of that is just age too. I, I must part say. Part of that, that is age. But... I, I, told, I told Renee that, uh, you know, I, I knew I was getting old when I stopped recognizing like half the people on magazine covers. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's, that's a pretty good bellwether. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Even the Grammys, I'm like excited about uh-huh. somebody. And then the next person comes on and I'm like, I've never heard of that person. <laughs> I'm officially ancient. Oh, <laughs> I know. Very scary. My, my favorite radio station plays throwbacks and they're all like the songs that I loved like five years ago. I'm just like, what, what is happening to the world? That's funny. So, uh, so my wife, she listens to like, like the class, like the stuff we listen to, like classic pop, like growing up. I actually listen to more modern music. Just I think being a musician, I'm, that's one area I've. And when I say kept up, I mean like the bare minimum kept yeah. up to a few songs and a few bands. Because like my nephew's going to music school and all this, and like he, he's talking about people. I'm like, I, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> and they're like huge, right? They're like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I know, I know. It gets crazy, but so. so it's, been a good ride so far it has uh, bourbon summit number two anything else we should chat about or should we call it i think should we call it should Boop. we call it <laughs> last call 
<laughs> it's a lot, that, yeah. that's the way we got to do it right it's the last call Jeannie. that's right you you don't have to go home but you can't stay here <laughs> <laughs> well cheers to you guys to our listeners thanks for sticking it out with us we always have great uh feedback and questions and community and we so so appreciate that so this, you know, we hope when you listen to this, you're sipping a good bourbon. <laughs> no, we, we hope that safe. you're doing whatever it is you like and you're being safe. There you go. Yes. Yes. So thanks for joining <laughs> us. Brought to you by Great Customer Code's legal team. <laughs> Jeannie, what are you doing? <laughs> I said somewhere safe, you yeah. know. <laughs> so well, thanks for joining us. Yes. And do let us know if you liked the Bourbon Summit. And if not, Maybe we'll call it something else different. We'll try a different experiment <laughs> in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Tell us if you like the content. Don't be like, I wish you would do vodka. <laughs> That's not it. So we're a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. I believe we are contractually obligated to say that, even if we have bourbon. Mm-hmm. And we are super happy to have you as part of our lives and hope you enjoyed this little fun, uh, behind-the-scenes, relaxed, uh, stream-of-consciousness podcast. <laughs> Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.